the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two. It's 606. I'm Randy Corcoran. Great to have you here. 303-696-1971 is the phone number. And, of course, wouldn't you figure that the day that I'm flying out to Mar-a-Lago, by the way, I took advantage of the top of the hour break. You know, you get on your app for the airlines to check in now. So I just went through all that. Yeah, I'm not taking any batteries, any liquids, any drugs or guns onto the plane. And, uh, okay, my seat's locked down. My TSA pre-check. Good, good, good. Okay, all set. That's cool. The day that I'm flying out, breakfast with my youngest grandson and his beautiful parents. Some exciting news in their family. Um, and then I'm on a plane just in time to miss the massive RNC get out the vote rally. I assume it'll be massive. I hope it'll be massive right here in Colorado with RNC chairman, Ronna McDaniel, NRSC chairman and Florida center, former Florida center. Well, no current Florida, former Florida governor, duh, Florida Senator Rick Scott. Christy Burton-Brown, Heidi Ganahl, Joe O'Day, and uh, CD8 Barbara Kirkmeyer. Interesting to me that Eric Odlin is not on that list. So now when they – this is at the RNC Hispanic Community Center at 16501 Washington Street, 1030 tomorrow morning. But uh, hmm – I think it's. Uh, I think you have to RSVP to to attend. So, um, let me know if you're interested in doing that. And it could just be an oversight to not have Odlin on there. But I I do know that uh, it doesn't seem like Eric has been getting the support that a Barbara Kirkmeyer has. It looks to me like the RNC and the NR what is it National Republican House NRHC well, whatever it is. Uh, the House group, as well as just the moneyed folks in the Republican uh, bigwig class, are very confident of Barbara Kirkmeyer's victory and uh, maybe feel like it's a longer shot for Eric Odlin. Don't know for sure. He's not on the list. Could just be an accidental overlook. But what does it tell you about Joe O'Day and this strategy that he has taken? And listen, I've, I say this all the time, met with Joe Day, had good conversations with him, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, with other people around, good stuff, good guy, unbelievable story, adopted himself, not a fan of abortion, but, um, you know, he's come out and said things that are contrary to the Republican platform, and of course, contrary to um, especially uh, MAGA and America First Republicans, of which there are many. And I'm sure that's what he believes. No reason to doubt that he's not being honest about who and what he is and what he believes. And the belief appears, appears to be that that's the strategy to get those unaffiliateds in Colorado who definitely want to change from Michael Bennett. And man, oh man, I hope that that's right. But I would certainly be there. I always love seeing Rana. She is, I, I know, people love to call and 
bitch about Ronna McDaniel. And te- I get to text to studio or, or emails at rbc4colorado at gmail.com, my committee man email address. And I just think she's terrific. I think she's doing a great job. Late last night, the RNC dropped a massive lawsuit on Google. A massive lawsuit on Google. Because Google has been suppressing RNC fundraising emails for years. For years. Estimates that they have cost cost the RNC in revenue over a billion dollars. And what they do is they send them to spam. On certain days of the month, usually at the end of the month, the best fundraising days, they've been shooting those emails to spam while the Democrat fundraising emails go through. At a massive percentage, like 86% versus the Democrat emails, they just go through. And so the big lawsuit dropped. The RNC has been successfully winning election integrity-related lawsuits around the country. For all you election fraud deniers, all of you, the election wasn't stolen, and the other idiots who have their proclamations but will never sit down and actually have a conversation in front of their microphone, in front of their TV camera, in front of their typewriter, their computer monitor for their blog, their newspaper article, etc. I always offer myself up for that sort of entertainment. But the RNC has been hard at work. The volunteerism around the country, the the trainings that have been going on around the country, the rules and the laws uh, that have been challenged and to help keep the elections more secure. Long way to go. Long way to go. And man, oh man, that fight will pick up again big time on November 9th as soon as we get past these November 8th midterms. And I can't wait to share some of the exciting things that have happened and that are continuing to happen around the country. I'm sure many of you know about the uh, the connection to the, what's that company? I've, I've got it pulled up here. I'll find it later. But Koning or Conning or whatever, uh, the big election data company indicted in Los Angeles for um, information going to China and just, you know, the kinds of things that, uh, you know, when they were talked about in 2020 were conspiracy, election deniers, you should be challenged. You're an insurrectionist. You're trying to usurp democracy. It's all coming out. And man, I look forward to getting back to it. I really, really do. All right. Hopefully you are ready if you want to go through these ballot initiatives really quick because they are so boring. But they're so very important. Let's just talk about them really quick. And depending on where you're listening, not everything is likely to apply to you. But um, but let's just bang through them really quick. Amendment D, Constitutional Amendment D, that's the one that gives the governor the power to reassign judges from the current 18th judicial. That's where I live, and, and a lot of my law practice occurs. That's where George Brockler used to be the district attorney. Um, that's where John Kellner, the current candidate for attorney general, is the current district attorney. And D allows the governor to appoint or actually assign, reassign judges in the 18th to populate the new 23rd Judicial District. After reapportionment, 
There's we need there's a new district, so it needs courts, it needs judges, and it gives the governor the power to grab judges from the 18th and stick them in the 23rd by November 30th of 2024. A yes vote gives Polis that power. You can well imagine I'm a no vote on anything that gives Polis more power. But especially, um, you know, the idea about um, not allowing a district, the people, the process to play out in obtaining new judges um, is very, very troubling to me. So I'll also, I also pulled up just for the heck of it, the GOP, Colorado GOP went through a list of these Colorado ballot issues, and we all voted in an executive committee on on what position to take for the Colorado GOP, so I will just share that with you. And on this particular issue, since it's not a statewide issue, this is a smart thing the party does. Don't get involved in local stuff. It's a statewide party, statewide issue. Colorado GOP is staying neutral on Amendment D. I will be voting no. Amendment E is the homestead exemption to gold star spouses of U.S. Armed Forces members and veterans amendment which extends an existing homestead exemption for disabled veterans to apply to Gold Star spouses, uh, as I just described. You know, that is a no-brainer, easy yes for me. And the Colorado GOP agrees. Now, here's an interesting one. Amendment F, changes to charitable gaming operations. Shall there be an amendment to the Colorado Constitution concerning the conduct of charitable gaming activities and in connection therewith, allowing managers and operators to be paid and repealing the required period of a charitable organization's continuous existence before obtaining a charitable gaming license? I don't know. It sounds like a case of get the government the heck out of it at this point. We have legalized gambling in the state. That was the choice of the people. If uh, charitable organizations can raise money, you know, with bingo, bunko, whatever the heck, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm not a big fan of gambling, never had a gambling problem. I've stuck some money in the slots. I love to play poker and cards, haven't done it in years, but uh, just, you know, not professionally, not for money. You know, a dollar, dollar a pot around the card table or something maybe, but... um, So it's just not a big issue for me. The Colorado GOP standing neutral. I will probably vote yes, even though I'm just not a big fan. I know people get in trouble with gambling, but we get in trouble with drugs. We get in trouble with alcohol. We get in trouble with driving. We get in trouble with being stupid in a whole host of ways. And um, I just think government maybe needs to stay the heck out of it. But I would be interested if you disagree. 303-696-1971. Um, We're done with the amendments, and there's just a few propositions. I told you this was dry, boring, but I do think it's important. Amendment FF, which allows operators and, I'm sorry, proposition. We're done with the amendments. They're single letter. Proposition FF reduces the income tax deduction amounts to fund school meals program measure. They want to increase your taxes $100 million a year. And they say it's to support healthy meals for public schools, students, increase state taxable income only for individuals who make a lot of money. 
uh, and limiting itemized or standard deductions, reducing, in other words, keeping more of your money. And then they promise, no, they really, really promise this time that that new hundred and almost hundred and one million dollars will go to help kids get fed. I, and I love the blue book. The blue book is just ridiculously biased in the way they present this stuff. I am a big fat no on giving this government another $101 million for anything. Anything. I don't trust them. They don't need it. And there are an awful lot of ways to take care of kids and make sure our kids don't go hungry besides creating another gigantic Colorado bureaucracy with Jared the King Polis sitting at its head. Absolutely not no on Proposition FF. I think those letters are right. You figure it out. Proposition GG. Include an income tax effects. Include income tax effects in initiative ballot language measure. So that requires a state ballot to include a fiscal table which will be written by, you know, gov- again, government bureaucrats, government staffers for any citizen ballot initiatives. And you know, you know what they're going to do. They're going to, if it's a conservative ballot initiative, something to trim back or, you know, suck them into a sink, stick a scissors in the back of their neck as before the head comes out of the birth canal, abortion for any reason at any time, law in Colorado or some tax reduction measure, or some idea that we want to maybe have um, gender-sensitive bathrooms where boys and men go in one door and girls and ladies go in the other door, or we don't want biological boys kicking the crap out of our girls in school sports, high school, college, any proposals like that. You know these left-wing bureaucrats who would score these things would just rack up the cost and then sweeten. This is, anyway, this is my fear. And then sweeten the outlook for any radical left-wing measure like this Proposition FF, healthy school meals for all measure. I love the way they name them, too. It's just, how can you vote no for healthy school meals for all? $101 million spent by bureaucrats virtually on anything they want. All right. I oppose. Vote no on Prop FF. Vote no on Prop GG. And then uh, Prop 121 is a state income tax reduction. Woohoo! From 4.55% all the way down to 4.4%. It's so small. But I will take any tax increase. Oh, but what about revenue? We're going to run out of money in the state of Colorado. Look at the federal government when you cut taxes, when you cut tax rates. Oh, wait. Historically, every single time when you cut tax rates significantly, you generate so much more business activity that you increase tax revenues to the federal government. Cut tax rates, increase business activity, increase revenues to the federal government. Check it out. It happens. It happened under 
Reagan. It happened under Trump. It's happening. It's happened many, many times when it's done and allowed to play out. Don't trust the way these governments score this nonsense because they they do it with a zero-sum game. They act as though nothing else is going to change. And so if you reduce a tax rate, you're going to l- reduce tax revenues to the government by the percentage of that tax rate. It's nonsense because it doesn't take into account the stimulated, increased economic activity that causes more money to come in. So absolutely, it's tiny I think John Caldera and the Independence Institute had something to do with this, but it's there. Support it. Colorado, support any tax increase. Now, for my libertarian friends and colleagues and candidates, none of whom will I vote for, but many very principled people, very smart people, You're all going to say, I'm wrong about this one. I'm not. Prop 122, the decriminalization and regulated access program for certain psychedelic plants and fungi, fungi, fungi initiative. I have fun with that word. Access to natural psychedelic substances. The legalization of magic mushrooms. Brilliant. Just brilliant, Colorado. Please oppose legalizing another. It's not fentanyl. I get it. May not be as addictive as cocaine, although it is certainly when you're on it. Listen, I've done magic mushrooms. I speak from experience. You know my background. I did try and loved anything and everything I could get my, my mouth on when I was a dumb kid. So I speak from experience, but I also speak from just an understanding of society and what a disaster we've created. I can't believe Colorado would vote to legalize magic mushrooms and the like. Vote no on Prop 122. And of course, the Colorado GOP agrees. All right, we're running late on the break. We should probably take a pause. We'll get to some calls as well. But um, let's go ahead and take our break. I'll finish up these initiatives, and then we'll get back to having some fun. 624, Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710, KNUS. We're back at 628. Can't get away with anything with you people. Absolutely nothing. Apparently, when I was talking about the state income tax reduction, vote yes, on uh, Proposition 121, I said state income tax increase. At least that's what somebody claims. You'll have to prove it with the podcast. But uh, anyway, obviously I was talking about a income tax reduction, Prop 121, vote yes, absolutely. And then we said oppose the decriminalization of magic mushrooms and other psychedelics, Prop 123, Dedicates revenues to fund housing projects. Takes away $300 million of your Tabor refunds. Takes them away. And then plugs them into these little, you know, cubicles that they're going to build for people. Remember the last time we built a ton of free housing for uh, for homeless folks and they cleared out the copper and the appliances and the microwaves and 
Uh, you know, people who are living at that level, and I'm not. This is a broad brush. I know there are people, individual circumstances, tough times, digging and trying and clawing their way out. I, I understand, but the numbers aren't good. For the most part, these are folks with mental health issues, drug addictions, and they go in and they do damage and trade trinkets for cash and alcohol and drugs, whatever. Um, it's an absolute no. On Prop 123, Colorado GOP opposes as well. And the last ones are liquor-related initiatives, 124, 125, and 126. The GOP is neutral on them, and that's smart, you know, and we don't have consensus on the executive committee or across the board, and especially when it impacts, you know, drugs or alcohol or gambling. I can understand the party staying away from that. Um, 124 allows... uh, an increase in the number of liquor store locations. So if someone has a license, they're able to have up to 20 licenses. Let's see. I forget what the number is now, but right, the increase would be up to eight licenses by December 2026, 13 by 2031, 20 licenses by 2036, and an unlimited number of licenses after January 1st, 2037. Talk about some long-range planning. And I don't know. Man, I don't know. Because you're talking about, you know, like Walmart, just wiping away. There are some great liquor stores around my neighborhood. There's liquor store delivery around my neighborhood. Just little mom-and-pop places. One store is owned by, I think, a group of um, a family from India. And... I've just I've walked in and, and seen every different, uh, you know, denomination, every different culture, or background of people just running their businesses. And I fear that 124 will simply allow major companies to come in and just simply dominate the market. So I am probably, probably got to think this through a little more, going to vote no on Prop 124. I'm kind of a free market guy, but, you know, Walmart has shown us what happens in, in towns when, when the big dog comes and all the little dogs have to scamper away. 125, allow grocery and convenience stores to sell wine. Mm-mm-mm. It's a tough one. Again, that hurts the liquor store businesses. But on the other hand, why not? Why not for the convenience sake? I'm probably going to have to keep thinking about that one as well. That may be a game day decision. And no, I will not be voting early. I know Hugh Hewitt and a lot of the yakety yaks and and, uh, knobbity knobs are telling us that's what we have to do. Um, But I'm convinced it's better to wait, and that's what I'm going to do. Sorry. Sorry, candidates. I know it makes your job a little bit harder. And then uh, Prop 126, third-party delivery of alcoholic beverages. Shall there be a change allowing retail establishments to sell and deliver? And it has, you know, you have to check ID at 21, all of those things. Absolutely. I got no problem with delivery. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. Whole lot of sense. So there's the rundown. If you have any questions, if you forgot, if your pencil lead broke, your pen ran out of ink, or you didn't follow my instructions in the first hour, and have your pen and pencil, pen, pen and paper ready, um, just email me, rbc4colorado at gmail.com, rbcfor Colorado. That's the committee man site where I like to do most of my political 
communications. And yes, I know I'm getting away from all of the Gmail. I just haven't had time. Speaking of Gmail, our Arapaho Tea Party has a Gmail address for the time being. It's Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com, Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com. And that's where we reach out to all of our members. Uh, I don't know how many we've got on that list uh, into the hundreds, but we are not having a meeting in November because it's on election night. Duh. And we are probably not going to have a serious meeting in December. Instead, we're going to have a Christmas party. And it will be on December 7th. Looks like it. Looks like we're going to do December 7th at a currently, partially, barely, sort of undisclosed location um, in Parker. Great, great venue. And uh, so we're getting all that together. If you are not, if you're interested and you're not on our Arapaho Tea Party mailing list, please send an email to Party at gmail.com. Party at gmail.com. Those tickets, free of charge. We're not charging or anything. Um, but those tickets, those free tickets will go quickly. And uh, they're already starting to go, and we haven't even put up the event yet. So um, just a couple of heads up and a couple of reminders about that. So let's see here. There's a couple things that I did that I wanted to play for you. This one is extraordinary to me. Extraordinary to me. Jake Tapper, CNN, interviewing Mr. Personality himself, Jeb Bush, talking about closing the schools. And here's what Tapper had to say. I have to say I'm surprised that there hasn't been a national conversation about the damage done to kids because of these school closures and the virtual learning and everything. Because, I mean, I'm not saying there should be a national do-over, but we can't just pretend that fifth graders who are now seventh graders, that that didn't happen. You know, like I feel like there should be, and not, not with a blame game. Look, it happened. People did it. It was criticized, the school closures, the virtual learning, et cetera. But here we are. Um, there needs to be yeah, like, a, I mean, like a bipartisan movement, you know? And Jeb Bush, nodding his head, Mr. 1%. God, how do these old guard Republicans not understand where the Republican Party is going? Remember Jeb Bush on a presidential debate stage with 16 other Republicans and Donald Trump at the other end? Just, whew. That's hard. That was hard stuff. But what a stupid comment for two years in front of this microphone, whether in the morning or filling in in the afternoons or filling in on morning driver. Any time I was here as the covid nightmare was unfolding, I was pounding this table and saying, first of all, don't comply. Second of all, what we're doing to our children is inexcusable. Set up these private educational associations. We do those at our office. Set those up or homeschool your children or get together with your neighbors and other people who understand that we cannot just leave our children to these monsters. Did you see the video of the Mississippi daycare workers who put on the how, the really scary Halloween masks and tortured and terrorized Little babies, one and a half, two, three-year-old kids had them screaming, and they were laughing about it. And thank God somebody who saw it videotaped it, because those bastards, 
are under arrest. They have been charged with child abuse. Literally, they could have traumatized. I mean, it's, it's sad to watch. It breaks your heart. And Jake Tapper is just finally, with, with his exciting guest, Jeb Bush, finally talking about it. Gosh, how, how, how did that happen? Listen. I have to say I'm surprised that there hasn't been a national conversation about. There has been. It's just you idiots at CNN and ABC, CBS, NBC, MSLSD, all of you wouldn't let us talk about it. You cowards, you censoring cowards. You know Twitter. It looks like Elon Musk may be closing the deal within the next week or two. It could happen that quickly. And he has said that he will let go, fire, dismiss up to 75% of the staff. That's how overbloated that ridiculous left-wing nightmare has become. And so what's happening? The federal government is saying, oh, well, we, I think we need to do some national security investigations of Elon Musk about his decisions regarding his satellites and his decisions about providing, I think it was satellite communications for Ukraine. And this uh, takeover of Twitter is very concerning to us here at the federal government. These people are terrified. They are terrified of what's coming on November 8th, after November 8th, from the growing movement of freedom lovers and kid lovers, people who want their own choices to make their own decisions, how to educate their kids, how to protect them from the sexualization and the terrorizing and all of the ridiculous nonsense that we've tolerated much longer than the last two years. But we've finally gotten to see a plateful, a full dose of exactly what it means with these people. And we are sick of it. And believe what you will. And listen, I am no prognosticator, no experience whatsoever. But tell me people you know who are any deeper in things that are going on around the country and around the state and around the party and around the conservative movement and the MAGA movement all at the same time. And I feel it coming. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I found that tweet four years ago yesterday. Andrew Gillum, Florida, choice for governor, likely voters, CNN poll, Dems up in Florida with midterms two weeks away. They had Gillum up 54% over Ron DeSantis. Ignore the polls. Get out and man, oh man, campaign for your candidates. Get out the votes. Watch those polls. Two and a half weeks to go. Everything. Leave it on the field. All right. We haven't even talked about Stacey Abrams. Maybe we'll save that audio for next week. Um, I want to try and get through this real clear politics stuff very quickly with you if I can. And um, I think there was something else I wanted to do. We'll see if we can pound it all in in the very last minute. Oh, you know what? Before we go to a break, Donald Trump is on the stage. Let's sneak in and hear what Donald Trump has to say to Texas. And we did. And uh, the following morning, I got a call from the three primary countries and Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. Uh, President, uh, we understand you're unhappy 
I said, well, you know, well, you won't take MS-13 back, Uncle Sam. Look at Uncle Sam. Stand up, Uncle Sam. He's the greatest. They're trying to cancel Uncle Sam. You know that, right? Uncle Sam is no longer politically correct. You're always going to be politically correct. No, they want to cancel. But they said, President, uh, we understand you're unhappy. I said, yeah, you won't take back the people that you send. Because they send them. They don't just come. They send them. They make it easy for them. They send them. Don't be stupid. They keep their good people. They fight like hell that the good people don't leave. The bad people, they say, send them to the stupid people at the United States. They'll take them. And you see what they're doing, what they're building for them? They're living better than our soldiers. They're living better than our veterans. They're living better than the people All right, in our let's, let's go ahead and pull out of there. We are going to run out of time. I, uh, obviously, I'm glad that I'm going to Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. Got to have a chat with President Trump about why he continues to start his rallies while I'm still on the air. Very, very discomfitting to me. So we'll have that conversation. And you and I will finish the show when we return on 710 KNUS. We're back at 647. Let's dip back into Donald Trump for just a minute while I finish something. No president did more to secure our border than President Trump. Bottom line. And I'll share with you what I told the president a few weeks ago in Las Vegas. He comes back. I come back. That's a good deal. Tell you one thing, the problem will end on day one. So, Tom and Brandon, we thank you. And All right. Every hero of ice and border patrol. Oh, man. The Energizer Bunny compared to this guy. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. <laughs> Mr. President. Oh, Mr. Mr. Dr. Biden Literally. thinks that... Uh, my wife thinks that uh, 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 that I uh, I'm falling asleep. That, that we're that we're doing something very literally. Important. His eyes were closing. I did the snoring. I added that. I just you know truth in advertising. But he was falling asleep. It's unbelievable. Text messages have been rolling in on Friday's George Show. Billy and George stated we're allowed to sue the companies if the COVID vaccine gives you bad side effects. I believe they are wrong. I, I did not hear that comment, but they are wrong. Um, there's been a program set up for people who've been vaccinated by the CCP virus, so-called vaccines. Uh, and it's a typical bureaucratic nightmare. The same thing people who have children who were uh, seriously damaged by childhood vaccines. It happens. It happens a lot. And uh, it doesn't offset the efficacy and the necessity of some of these childhood vaccines. Um, whole different story with the CCP virus stuff. Not enough testing, not enough time, side effects, young people, actors, actresses, sports figures dropping like flies, heart inflammation, and just all kinds of horrible things. So, yeah, if they, if they said that, they, they had it wrong. Enjoy Mar-a-Lago, very appreciative, great economy for four years under DJT. Boy, amen for that. Hi, Randy. Is it best to vote on Election Day or the day before, any specific time of day? I don't think it matters if you get close enough to, you know, hand don't mail, of course, hand deliver that ballot, take it inside or even a drop box um, the day before would be fine. The day of is great. You know, the one good thing about the day before, it leaves a lot less time for shenanigans. But uh, in case you have a problem, a flat tire, your kid is, you know, sick, late, you're late uh, getting off, whatever it is, you've still got that day to fall back on. So um, 
whatever you do, vote. Whatever your comfort level about when, just do it, please. Whatever, whatever you do, don't forget to turn in that ballot. And yes, I know all of the rigmarole, Joe Day. Listen, the big money is here in town tomorrow. Uh, Rick Scott, the, who heads up the Senate committee, and, uh, and Ronna McDaniel heads up the RNC in support of Joe Day and Heidi and Bob, Barb Kirkmeyer. That means they see something happening in Colorado. And listen, victory is better than anything, even if you don't get everything you want. Beating Democrats, that's the key. So I was really disappointed in myself. I didn't, I couldn't find my list from last week for the Real Clear Politics average because what I wanted to do was just add to it. I was going to, in a different color, show you, tell you everything that has changed. But with every passing week, it just keeps getting better and better. In Wisconsin, the uh, GOP is expected to pick up the governor's house and hold the Senate seat with Ron Johnson. Pick up another governor. In Arizona, Carrie Lake is now expected, predicted to win and hold on to a Republican governorship. And Blake Masters is now projected by Real Clear Politics to defeat astronaut Mark Kelly, who's brought $50 million into that race. $52 million, if memory serves. And everybody said, oh, these Trump candidates, they're going to kill us. There's Trump candidates. They just can't win. These Trumpers, these MAGA supporters, they just don't understand why we, the George Bush Republicans, the common sense Republicans, the people who understand just how mad at everybody, how mad everybody is at those mean tweets. Why won't they listen to us? Those Trump guys are going to kill us. It looks like Blake Masters is pulling ahead. If you weren't here in the first hour, I talked about my tweeting today with or my texting today with Kelly Ward, Dr. Kelly Ward, former Republican Senate candidate in Arizona, now chair of the Arizona GOP. As ex, you know, she's a very excitable and very powerful lady, and she is so excited. Red wave is what she calls it. Blake Masters now predicted to win that seat. Nevada predicted by Real Clear Politics. This is just looking at politics and, and polling and trends. A GOP pickup in the governor's house and a GOP. Now, that can't be in Nevada. Yeah, and a GOP pickup in Nevada. I was confusing with Utah. A GOP pickup in the Senate and a GOP pickup in the governor's house in Nevada. Pennsylvania predicted to be a GOP hold. Yep, that's Oz. That's old Fetterman. The uh, the the uh, brain brother of Joe Biden, one with a stroke, the other with dementia, who never started out that smart. Dr. Oz now predicted to win that seat. Trump endorsed. Georgia, everybody said, oh, Herschel Walker, Trump endorsed, horrible candidate, doesn't speak very well, terrible history, mental health issues, was a rowdy football player, multimillionaire, lived like it now predicted to take the incumbent with millions and millions and millions of dollars being outspent, take the incumbent to a December 6th runoff. That's the prediction from Real Clear Politics. And by the way, 
You know how we got the World Series here in Colorado and, and Coke and all of the woke idiots pulled their sponsorship away and, and took the, the World Series out of Georgia to the, to the extreme loss of black communities, taxi drivers, restaurant owners, sports memorabilia folks, just all of the, of the people who benefit from a major event like that. And they dragged it here to Colorado. Because they said, we just can't stand these new voter suppression laws. Record turnout in Georgia. Record turnout under the laws that all the woke morons said, we just can't, we just can't keep our businesses here. We've got to move the World Series. What an embarrassment these woke leftists are. New Hampshire, Senate, Democrat, hold. North Carolina, GOP, hold. Wisconsin, we talked about. Ohio, a GOP hold. J.D. Vance pulling ahead in that race. Colorado still predicted to be a Democrat hold. Joe Day, no real recent polling, down by 7.7%. But remember, 12 points, they said that Ron DeSantis was behind his Democrat opponent in the governor's race four years ago, two weeks before the midterms. If you can do it, vote, bring yourself to vote. For the Republican ticket, beating Democrats. That's what we have to do. Washington State predicted to be a Democrat hold. Florida, Marco Rubio, GOP hold. You didn't hear any Democrat pickups among those lists in the Senate. None. I have been saying all along the Republicans flip the House. No question. Will it be 20, 40, 50? It's going to be big. It's going to be great. But the Senate, been a lot of questions. The flipping of the Senate into Republican hands looks not comfortable, but looks predictable now. Very predictable. Regarding the governors, uh, I mentioned Wisconsin, a GOP pickup. Arizona, Cary Lake, a hold. Nevada, a GOP pickup. Oregon, Oregon, a GOP pickup now on the horizon. Michigan, Trump-endorsed Tudor. Uh, Tudor, Dixon Tudor, is that her name? I forget. Against Whitmer, the lockdown queen, the evil, wicked witch of the lockdown, now predicted to be a GOP governor pickup. Minnesota, Democrat hold. New York, a Democrat hold, although there's articles out there and energy going on. Lee Zeldin is closing that gap. Texas, obviously, GOP hold. New Mexico, Democrat hold. Kansas, Kansas. They actually let a Democrat take over the governorship there. Looks like a GOP pickup back into the governor house in Kansas, a governor hold in Oklahoma, a Democrat hold in Minnesota. That is the list from Real Clear Politics. And let me tell you, they do not trend toward Republicans. They do not lean to the right. Those polls that they gather and the way that they interpret them does not favor Republicans. So when you hear that, Man, there is reason to be optimistic. Man, there's one thing you've got to hear. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. The first one, Fauci, August 22 this year. The second one, Fauci, October two years ago. I didn't shut down anything. Liar. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Yeah, I had hoped to explore that a little further as well. But um, 
I hear the music in the background. We are just playing out of time. We're still working to get that third hour back. Looks like maybe sometime in December. I hope so. But um, be that as it may, it's been an awful lot of fun. Really appreciate my time with you. Keep the text coming in. Don't forget RBC FOR Colorado for political stuff. Arapaho Tea Party. Both of those are at gmail.com for tea party stuff. I'm on my way to Mar-a-Lago. Very excited to tell you about that when I get back. But regardless, always remember, never forget, God loves you. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chat does what the f- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.